Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. I'm Diane. And I am your TV guide this episode, Pete. Ah, great. So what are we going to be talking about today, Pete? Well, uh, in our previous episode, we were talking about environmentalism, but we also brushed on favorite TV shows very briefly, so I thought we could turn that into our topic for today. Excellent idea. Yeah. Uh, something a little more fun, too, because we got a little heated last time. <laughs> there was a great debate, yeah. So we're having a little fun today. Sounds good. Uh, but before that, let's just talk a little bit about our week. What's new with us? I know one story. Oh, good. <laughs> I know you're drawing a blank, but uh, last weekend was Easter for us, and mm-hmm. on Sunday, your brother was driving us home along Eglinton, and there was a giant giant hole in the freaking road yes. and uh yeah he pretty much bottomed out on that thing and uh then we noticed his wheel was making a weird noise mm-hmm. um pretty much on every rotation is a little squeaky noise and whatever mm-hmm. so he got to our apartment and uh, we made him go back and forth and i was looking at the tire from the outside and it looked like uh he had bent the rim and it was yep. actually letting out air. Mm-hmm. So we, for the first time ever, <gasps> <laughs> had to change a spare tire. Oh, man. Yeah. And that was fun. That was. It's one of those things where it's like, well, everyone can do it. So it should be possible. But I've never done it. So No, and I've never done it either. And uh, we're, we don't own a car. We're not really... Uh, car people in the city we've uh sort of just made our made it possible to use public transportation and get around but every once in a while we'll rent a car if we're going to the cottage Mm -hmm. but it's not it's not in our daily life so this was a bit foreign for us and uh it was your brother's new newish car i mean i don't mean like it's a new car but it's like his first car so he had never done it before either so this was new for all of us Mm mm-hmm and together, we did it. Yeah, it was really exciting, actually. I, uh, I pulled out the manual mm-hmm. to, to look for the actual instructions while you guys got the jack out and the spare tire out. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the page. I'm kind of reading it to you as you're like, uh-huh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we see that. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, I think the biggest hurdle that I'm glad that we noticed was where to position the jack, because at first, we were just trying to look for a spot and... Uh, where your brother had put it, if we had jacked that up, it would have put a hole right through the ground mm-hmm. and the passenger side. So yeah. uh, we found out where it was supposed to go and yeah, everything. I never knew there was an exact spot, but they have it like fully marked out. Yeah, a little ridge. Yeah, a little ridge. Yeah. Um, so follow up to mm-hmm. that because I thought this is ridiculous. Someone's got to fill in this hole. Yeah. Uh, so I emailed our city councilor and I emailed uh, the Eglinton Crosstown office because they're currently building a light rail system along Eglinton and it's all torn up with construction. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was the problem. And they both got back to me right away. And the one woman from the Crosstown office was like, well, I went out for a walk in the area that you said and mm-hmm. I couldn't see a pothole. And I was like, oh, okay, so I better like figure out where this was because we definitely hit something. So did you go find it? I did. I went last night. Oh. Um, and it was closer um, to... Bayview? Yeah, to Bayview. Yeah. Um, and it actually, it's not like a pothole in the ground. It's actually, there's some kind of like circular disc, like 
um, I don't know what it's hiding, but it's a circular disc and that has sunk into the pavement. Oh, so it's like a perfect circle. So it's a perfect circle sunk into the pavement. Um, it's not like a sewer grate or anything and I couldn't really read it cause mm. it was kind of dark out and I didn't want to like be stretched out in the middle of the road. No. Um, but like, so, so maybe they were using some kind of like machinery and I put a lot of weight, like maybe it had a circular leg and I put some weight in it. Well, no, there's actually like, like a cover for something that's oh. sunk into the pavement oh. about like, you know, three inches. Okay. So I don't know. Like they hole punched it. Kind of. And then stuck this disc in there. So I don't know what the disc is leading to. If I you wonder, like pop off the top. Maybe the disc wasn't there before though. Maybe. I don't know. It seemed like, like a pretty deep hole. I don't know. Well, I've seen <laughs> these like metal discs around on the sidewalks and on the roads and other yeah. parts. And this one is just sunk down. So I don't know what they can do to fix that because they have to, take they can't the just cover it. it with asphalt. They're going to yeah. have to like take it out or do something. Something is going on there. Yeah. So I assume they'll fix yeah. the road once they're all done that construction, but that mm-hmm. might be quite some time. So yeah. So both parties have been informed now about the exact location of this hole that we hit. Yeah. I've always wondered how that works. Like, I guess you can't really open a legal case against the city for a pothole, but that's causing, that's going to cause some damage and uh, Mm -hmm. that's going to cost your brother a bit of money Uh because he bent the rim. Yeah, he has to replace the rim now. He has uh, extra tires, like he could put his summer tires on, but to replace that rim, I don't know, I've only heard, I haven't been to a garage to confirm, but it could send him back couple hundred to six hundred dollars that's a mm-hmm. lot just for a, a bad road mm-hmm. on eglinton well that is city driving that is the life of city driving we're just supposed to accept so, that well i don't know who are we supposed to like start a legal suit against <laughs> and really are yeah. we gonna settle like start a legal suit over a couple hundred dollars like i feel like I legal know. fees could escalate that's true that is true Unless there are other people that have been similarly affected by this large hole and would like to band together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about all the mental anguish that that we had? That's like a million dollars right there. (laughs) I love when they do that in court cases. Uh It's like, oh, my mental anxiety is a million dollars in my lawsuit. Well, Mm -hmm. I might have hurt my butt a bit when we went (laughs) over it. (laughs) No, not really. It's pretty cushioned. All right. Anything else from the week, or should we move right to the topic? I think, I think we should move to the topic. I think this is going to yeah. possibly take a while. So mm-hmm. what we did is we decided to pick out three of our favorite TV shows, and we're going to talk about them. I think we should rotate between. And they have some honorable mentions, too. And we have some honorable mentions in case we have duplicates, because we don't know. Oh, yeah, We don't true. know which each other picked. Mm-hmm. So would you like to go first? Um, Sure. All right. First. What do you got? Okay. Um, I guess I'll just go by the way I wrote them down. Sex in the City. Of course. Was one of my first ones that I thought of. Of course. Because I watched that. I started watching it. A roommate had all the DVDs. Uh, my fourth year of university. And I was hooked. And I would watch multiple episodes every evening. And then I also bought the DVDs and watched multiple episodes. And that's one that you've been through a few times, right? I have. I can probably tell you if you give me like the the title of the episode, I can probably tell you what happens. Yeah. I feel like even me just from living with you, I've probably seen a few episodes three times. Yeah, probably. At least. 
Um, only select ones. <laughs> it just you just always come in at the exact moment. There's also certain DVDs or certain seasons that I like more. Okay. So I'll put those on. So what are your favorite seasons? That's a good um, subcategory. I think season kind of like halfway through season two and season three and season four. Mm-hmm. So kind of the middle section um, was really interesting. Um, there's just there's a lot of characters coming in and out. A lot of good stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've kind of gotten their their routine or their um, writing down. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's less. I think the first season they had kind of these extra cameos of people that would kind of talk. Yeah. Do you have the year it came out? out? I do. Uh, 1998. And, and I kind of remember seasons. that. I remember yeah. when it came out because it was very alluring to a young Pete. I would have been. Uh, 18 or 19 at that time. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, a new TV show is coming out. It was on City TV called Sex and the City. Oh, was it on City? I thought it was only on HBO. No. Well, oh, I mean, okay. we had some kind of rights anyway to air it. And I remember seeing that first episode and going, I uh, like that there were sex scenes. That was cool. Uh-huh. There were like uh, silhouettes I, from mm-hmm. what I remember. Mm-hmm. But the story just seemed really boring to me. <laughs> I was like, can you just fast forward to the good parts? <laughs> um but I, I assume you felt the same way that the first season they didn't quite know what they were doing, right? It was a bit mm-hmm. of a work. Yep. And did they cancel and then did it come back? Oh, I have no idea because I started watching it much later. As, yeah, as a series on DVD. As a series on DVD, yeah. Right. I never saw it on TV. Because, what is it, seven seasons? Uh, six seasons. Six seasons. So if you're and saying. two movies. <laughs> and if you're saying it started in. Uh, 1998. Like, I feel like. It didn't end. Like, they made the second movie, what, four Couple years, years ago? ago? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seems like there was maybe a pause in there, but I don't know. Before the movie? Because there uh, was certainly a large pause before the movie. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, so it's an older yeah. show. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Um, I don't know. I just really liked it for its strong female characters and how they're all really different, but they're all really good friends. Yeah. And there's just moments where they all kind of get together in the coffee shop and all hanging out and it makes me want to just go hang out with my friends. Yeah. I feel like they're really supportive. I really appreciate that. um, uh, It's a show that at first seemed like it would be just gratuitous or Mm -hmm. shock value, but really it's, uh, it's a really good show about embracing female sexuality. Like Mm -hmm. it's not something you need to be, uh, necessarily so uh, reserved about, like you're allowed yep. to have desires and uh, basically express them. Like a female's uh, has the same right to enjoy sex, and I think that show really helped change maybe that stigma of mm. that perspective. They also go into a lot of uh, you know being the strong female, uh, having a job, having a career, and how that yeah. fits in with having a family too, and yeah. just all those different life challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to see that expressed too. Yeah. I would say. And uh, I think maybe my favorite part of it is now I'll see other actors. I'll be like, oh, that's the that, guy that, that like want, to be peed that on. like to be peed on. Of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's just fun too. Great. So I'm going to go into my first one. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, we, we were sort of briefly talking about this earlier that most of our picks are – from, I guess, more recent. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a TV show I got into very recently, I'd say maybe two years ago, would be Community. It's going to be my pick. Nice, um, yeah. That one came out in 2009, and uh, it actually got like canceled and renewed. Oh, and so many times. Threatened to be canceled, yeah. and then ordered a half season, and then renewed, and then canceled again. Is like it's it's gone through the most distraught like history scheduling, and yeah. it's really interesting. And there's so many conflicts too, apparently, between some of the uh, actors, especially Chevy Chase, is renowned for being a pretty horrible human being. <laughs> so. Not everyone liked him very much, and then he would storm off the set. There was all this drama between the writer-producer and Chevy in particular, and then the studios always fighting. So, like, there's a lot of drama behind this series, and it always surprises me how good it still is. Like, despite all that drama, Mm -hmm. you might not even know about it because it looks like they're just having some fun. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's a really funny show. It's also a really smart show, which yeah. I like about it. Yeah, very intelligent. Um, Intelligently written. Generally speaking, I don't really enjoy comedy shows that have a laugh track. I feel like that's just force feeding us into deciding when uh, a joke is supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. I appreciate when a show uh, sort of respects our intelligence and it's like let let them enjoy it for how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Community, I definitely recommend. Everyone check it out. It is on Netflix. I think by the second episode, you will know whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Because the second episode has them doing that little rap. Yes. Uh, Troy and Abbott are fun characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly the first four seasons I recommend. Some people say they don't like season four, but I think it's pretty good. And five, I thought was pretty bad. And I have not seen six because it's still hidden somewhere, owned by Yahoo, I think, bought them. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't even know how you watch Yahoo TV, like, <laughs> at some service I don't know about, but that's fine. Maybe someone can t- let us know how that works. Yeah. I think it's on Apple TV now. I think I could order it, but at the same time, I I was really disappointed by Five, and I don't think it's... They mm-hmm. lost a lot of characters. They too. did, yeah. All of like they got probably because of all those scheduling conflicts that they were like, man, not, I need not to scheduling. just go it's not find scheduling. another. It, it was actual fighting. Job. Fighting. There was fighting among the crew. It wasn't about schedules. No, I don't mean about schedules. I mean like it getting. You know, is it coming back? Is it not coming back? What's oh. my schedule? My job going to be like yeah. next year? Yeah. And maybe they just wanted to, you know, branch off and have something a little bit more consistent. Yeah. That's what I mean by schedules. Yeah, well, it seems like the cast is doing well because uh, uh, what's the main guy's name again? Jim John. Jeff, Jeff Winger. Jeff Winger, played by. Oh man, I'm doing a blank here. <laughs> okay, talk about him. I'll bring his name up. Okay, it seems like most of the actors are doing stuff like uh, that. Main guy's career is kind of taken off in movies. He was in Ted One, which was cool. And he's been in a couple other things. Joel McHale. Oh, Joel McHale, yeah. And he's um, actually in the new X-Files, apparently. What? Yeah. He plays like some hyper-religious character, which sounds very strange to me. And completely different from who <laughs> he plays on Community. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Troy guy. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Um, I believe is pursuing his rap career now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see him pop up in a movie recently. I don't remember where it was. 
but that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Jacobs. Yeah, Jillian. Jillian. I think she goes Gillian by Gillian. Jacobs. Jillian Jacobs uh-huh. rolls off nicely, but I think she goes by Gillian. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in a new Netflix TV show. Yep. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. And Allison Brie, I think, is doing just fine. Oh, yeah. She's got lots she, of roles. She does some voice acting and animated movies. Yeah, Lego movie. She was great mm-hmm. in that. So, yeah, I think we'll just go with that for community. Good fun. Cool. Good show. Awesome. Uh, okay, I'm going Canadian with my second pick. It's in Newfoundland, isn't it? Republic of Doyle. Of course. Um, also something that I started watching during my uh, university days. Um I have always loved the music of Great Big Sea and therefore thought that Newfoundland was the greatest place ever, even though I hadn't been there. Um, so when CBC was pitching this show that was filmed in St. John's, Newfoundland, I'm like, oh man, I got to check that out. Had no idea kind of what it was about or who the actors were mm-hmm. um, and just kind of really enjoyed it. Just kind of fun show. It is a fun show and I actually really love how well they portray St. John's in mm. that show. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to St. John's for our honeymoon Yeah, after we got married. And uh, it was a blast. It was a, a really cool little city mm-hmm. in Canada to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been enjoying most of our trips across Canada. It's been some of the best mm-hmm. vacations we've had. And, uh, yeah, that show really portrays it well. It's obviously shot on location. It is during the summer when it's nice out. <laughs> yeah, they miss all the rainy days. Um, but uh, decent budget, too. Like, I remember near some of the later seasons, they started blowing everything up. Like oh, cars yeah. and houses and yep. warehouses. Yeah, definitely. And had a couple more episodes per season, so they were doing well. It's a, it's a fun show, and um, I apologize if I might sound a little critical right now. I don't think it's a great Great oh, show. I was just going to say, they've got plot holes all over the yeah. place. It's not exactly <laughs> well written, but it, it is fun. And as far as like a Canadian show goes, it's, it, it is, it's, I don't know, it hits that certain itch. Yeah. It's got that nice niche appeal. I think I really just enjoyed uh, following the characters mm-hmm. and what they were doing and yeah. um, their like kind of growth through the seasons and what was going on with them. Yeah. And then you just kind of fall in love with the characters and you're just like, I just want to see what happens with them. Yeah. Um, and it was really fun. They brought in uh, one season, they had Russell Crowe yeah. um, come as in a villain, and do a right? cameo um, as a cop. And I think he was playing kind of bad cop, but he's really a good cop in the end. Oh, yeah. It started off, he seemed villainous. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So um, he was in it. Um, they had a really good character for Paul Gross mm-hmm. um, for a number of uh, seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was pretty scary in that show. Yeah. He's pretty freaky. Um, so, you know, just had some little things like that, that they'd bring in and, oh, hold on. I got to find the name of the, that, that old, old guy. Oh yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Legendary Canadian actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they, they did have a good cast and it was really fun how, how often, um, as much like you were saying sex in the city, you see those actors show up in other shows all the time. But with uh, Republic of Doyle, it really seemed like you were getting an all-star of Canadian actors, like pretty much any Canadian actor you know of would pop in the show, at least for an episode, which was really fun. Gordon Pinsent. Yeah, there you go. Also, Nicholas Campbell played a really scary guy. He was Rose's ex-husband oh, yeah, in like, yeah. the first season, and I remember being so freaked out, and I would watch the show by myself <laughs> in my room at like 7, 8 p.m., and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's yeah. so scary. <laughs> yeah. 
No, very good. But by far my favorite character of the show would be the town itself, St. John's. Awesome. So what's your uh, number two? So for number two, I'm pretty sure that we're going to share this one, but Mm -hmm. I want to mention Parks and Recreation. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Came out in 2009, same year as Community, apparently. Um, That was an interesting series. I don't even remember how we decided, let's watch this, but I remember I was coming home and being like, we need to watch Parks, and it wasn't available anywhere. Like, we had to actually go Mm. out of our way to find it. So I think I actually ordered the first two seasons digitally, Mm -hmm. and we tried them out, and then after that, we started buying the DVDs so we could have all the special features Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, And the first two seasons were kind of rough, especially the first season. It's like it didn't really know what it was doing for a while. It Mm -hmm. took a long time to warm up, and it Mm -hmm. surprises me considering that we're paying, like I was paying for it, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it might get better. It might get better. Like, I don't know. Well, maybe know. we just thought, like, well, I guess we've got to watch the six episodes and see what happens. Yeah, because we paid for it up front, but then mm-hmm. I bought another season. It was like, uh, I want to see where this is going. Yeah. And it didn't really, it, it picked up near, I guess, the end of the second season is when it started to get really good. But we watched it again, and we're like, oh, no, season two was good. Season two's pretty good. So but three, four, mm-hmm. five are yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny show. Sure. Uh, great cast. Um, mm-hmm. You got Chris Pratt in there before he was. I feel like that's why superstar. we may have watched it is because people kept saying, "Oh, Chris Pratt, he's in Parks and Recreation." Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Oh, we've never seen that," but we like this guy. Yeah, the first time I saw Chris Pratt would have been in the Lego Movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who he was, and I was like, "This guy is hilarious!" Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Emmett. He was such a funny character. Mm-hmm. And then I saw some special features, and I was like, I, I don't know this name. This must be some random voice actor guy or mm-hmm. something. And yeah. then, like, nope. six months He's later, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, and it's like, boom, I'm a lead role player. And mm-hmm. it's like, holy crap. And also, I'm going to be in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, and now he's, like, superstar. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Um, and, yeah, he's hilarious on that show for sure. Uh, big fan of Ron Swanson as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by... Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, yes. And his wife is in the show, too. Yes. Playing his ex-wife. Yeah. And they are pretty hilarious together. Good mm-hmm. show. I recommend that one. Um, I was a big fan of Leslie Nope and her character. Yeah, and I Amy think, Poehler. Yeah, and I think Amy Poehler wanted to make sure that it was a strong female character yeah. in that show. And I think she did a really good job. Yeah, I believe that was one of the criticisms, too where they sort of readjusted the show. Like that first season, she seemed more like a blonde bimbo. And I remember Mm -hmm. hearing that she read that feedback and that's where she got really concerned because it's like, that wasn't my intention with the character. And it it really did seem like they did a a rewrite or a re... uh, I don't know. They just took a different perspective of it. Mm -hmm. Eventually bringing in some new characters with Adam Scott and uh, Rob Lowe, Mm -hmm. who is hilarious too. Um (laughs) Yeah, good cast, good good show. What I really like about Parks as well, I always say this, is uh, it's a very positive show. Like uh, in comedy, it's very easy to be negative or uh, put down characters or whatever. There's a lot of that in Community. That's a pretty dark show. But uh, with Parks, it's, it's always very uplifting, very positive. There's strong relationships. There's mm-hmm. not like divorce and breakups i'm sorry if that's a spoiler but you can just enjoy the show (laughs) and not have to worry about excessive drama it's just it's a good fun time Mm -hmm. and there's no laugh track so it's a great show (laughs) bonus points 
Your turn. Cool. Well, you covered Parks and Rec, so I'm going to go with one of my backups, mm-hmm. which is the show called Numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think I really like I have a, a thing for this because my dad and I would watch it mm-hmm. um, and enjoy it together. Um, so maybe it was like father daughter bonding. Um, but it was it came out in 2005. So it would have been um, kind of like my last two years of high school. Mm-hmm. And it was on Friday nights. So my dad and I would sit down at like nine o'clock and watch numbers because <laughs> I'm really cool. <laughs> you are a really cool kid. Friday nights and a high school girl. Yeah. Um, with your dad. So the premise of the show is um, it's uh, two brothers. One works for the FBI and the other is a math, pro- math professor at Caltech, I believe. Um, and basically they use math to help solve crime. Yeah. I remember and, watching this show with you a couple times, and I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever. So oh, really? I, I get okay. it that I get it that you have a strong connection from. Uh, I guess yeah, it's a nostalgic thing, and it's mm-hmm. probably a nice you know dad and daughter experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, n- I never could get into it. I found it so ridiculous. Really? Like what? What ridiculous? Like it's just too far fetched that they were using math to yeah, solve stuff. Yeah, and and it just came to a point is like that that was cool at first, but like. Mm-hmm. How many crimes can you come up with to apply math to? Like, it just, it seemed like it started to run out of ideas. It did. It, um, I mean, I feel like towards, like, the last few seasons that they would be repeating mm-hmm. some of the math equations or some things that they were using, or the mm-hmm. FBI agents would come in and be like, hey, remember that time when we did this? We need to apply that again to this same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, but again... You get invested in the characters and you want to see what happens with them and how they evolve uh, throughout and what choices they make um, and how they, you know, take different jobs or different routes with their lives while being an FBI agent and a math prof. Plus, I think um, rewatching it again as a grad student at a university kind of like hits home too because... Um, oftentimes academics coming into another situation can often feel like uh, what they can offer is not as important when it could be very helpful. Hmm. So that's neat. I, yeah, so I could, so you, you know, get a little nostalgia and you get a little something new. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, that, that, that was my number three that I thought cool. I'd out there. So this is fitting because your number three is really personal and mm-hmm. has nostalgia and, uh, it's a show that you enjoy and I don't really watch. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing to you. Okay. I'm going to do a call out from a show from 1989. Wow. So you would have not really watched that because you would have been one years old. But I remember with my dad, he was really into this. And uh, he got me and my two brothers to sit down every week on watch TV to see Star Trek The Next Generation. Nice. And... Uh, that's another show that I think started a little bit weird. Okay. Um, they all showed up on Netflix, and I watched them all again. And actually, I found I was really surprised at how well they've held up um, because unlike other science fiction, they didn't rely very much on special effects. Um, there's a lot of makeup okay, um, yep. and uh, stuff like that, costumes and things like that. And they're not all great like most of the aliens look the same they'll have a a slightly different thing i've never found star trek to be as imaginative as star wars was with uh their aliens but 
the strength of the series was the writing, without a doubt. And they had such great characters. And I don't think mm -hmm. they've ever been able to replicate that dynamic that they had nailed so well with that series. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't call myself a Star Trek fan, but uh, that is a that was a really good show. Um, and uh, obviously it's a good enough show that everyone knows Patrick Stewart. He's a household name. Mm -hmm. um, I do remember when that show first came out, there was a lot of uh, fanboyism about who's the better captain, Kirk or Picard? Oh, okay. <laughs> Kirk could kick his ass. And it's like, yeah, but it's Patrick Stewart, man. Listen to that guy talk. He's got such a great voice. It's like when you watch Daunton Abbey and you're like, oh, I love these guys' voices. Like, Oh, the butler. Patrick Stewart, when he walks into a scene and he, he has a speech mm -hmm. and he talks about humanity, like he just mm -hmm. captures the room and it's mm -hmm. really excellent. Oh, and it's a great show just to learn about humanity. I've always found mm -hmm. that a really interesting subject. I explore that subject matter uh, endlessly in the Field Processor podcast. Is like, what, what does it mean to be a human? Um, and uh, it's, it's really good. Especially for its time, 1989, mm -hmm. how much it's like speaking about, I think they, they tackled gay rights already back then. Really? Uh, oh, interesting. A lot of that. interesting gender, uh, gender uh, there's this episode, I think it was in the first season, it's kind of cheesy, but it's actually kind of fascinating at the same time, okay. in which they find, they go to a planet where uh, females are the dominant species. Okay. And they all have uh, male servants. Oh, okay. And it's kind of neat how, mm -hmm. what does that mean? And why do we ever think it could be the other way? Why mm -hmm. should it be the other way? Yeah, why is it weird and, that this planet and is And so you way? have uh, the crew from Star Trek trying to teach these females that there should be gender equality. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's nice. a pretty cool show. Um, I do recommend that one. It's a little slow paced, but it's, um, it's fascinating. Very fascinating. Cool. Nice. Um, we have a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah, we, let's, can, let's do, let's do, do I, some honorable mentions. Do I have mentions. time for a couple of honorable mentions? Let's do that. Um, one was a, you asked me if I watched like a show in child, like during childhood that yeah, I remember. Yeah, because it, it feels like we've been tackling mostly recent favorites. Mm -hmm. um, so one that I picked up on is a show called Wishbone. It's about a little Jack Russell Terrier named Wishbone. Mm -hmm. And he kind of has his human life. And then he'll do these little like flashbacks and become part of great literary works. Did he like, was it like history? And was it live action? It was live action. Like it's the dog doing everything. Wow. Um, and it's, they're real books. So this is how I was introduced to a lot of like old literature. Oh. Um, like Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, The Time Machine. Um, they did Nose Guy. Nose Guy. Who's the guy with the giant nose? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's uh, very non-specific. <laughs> uh, Napoleon? No, no. There's a specific. I guess he's normally called person. short guy. Anyways, I'll think about it. Um, I think they did like Phantom of the Opera. Um, so in Phantom of the Opera, did they dress up the the dog as a mask? Yeah, he had a mask. Really? Yeah. This yep. sounds adorable. Um, yeah, so how it's old were funny. you watching this show? Like, this um, is a kid show, right? It's a kid show. It came out in 1995, so I was probably, um, you know, like so. seven, eight years old watching Wishbone and learning about great works. I think there was a Robinson Crusoe. I don't know. So I, like, I learned all these titles of these books and briefly knew what they were about because I saw these Wishbone 
episodes. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Um, That's great. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, TV shows. Cyrano de Bergerac. Nose guy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> of Carry course, on with your point. Obviously. Um, when I was a kid, uh, we had 80s cartoons, and all of the 80s cartoons were really designed to sell toys. They mm-hmm. had very little plot. There was just a lot of action, and then they would have commercials for the toys in between. Um, so, like, there was G.I. Joe, and then mm-hmm. there would be, like, G.I. Joe figures, buy mm. them. And then Transformers, buy the Transformers. Okay. And He-Man, get the He-Man figures. And it was just, like, all really a marketing commercial-driven wow. machine. Okay. So those are fun and all, and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold a lot of. Uh, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say they're my favorite shows, but that's that's what I grew up with. Okay. I do have a favorite though, mm-hmm. from when I was younger. Which is. I really liked the show called Tiny Toons Adventures. Oh. When I was younger, okay. it was in my formative years. It ran from ninety to ninety-five, so it was between ten and fifteen. Those are pretty important years as a young boy. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, having the hots for the the pink bunny. <laughs> She's really hot. <laughs> oh, uh, man. All Babs right. Bunny. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a good show. Um, it was designed as a modern kids version of the Looney Tunes. It was okay. definitely set up that way. You could tell that they were taking characters from the classic uh, there was a equivalent to Bugs Bunny with Babs and Buster Bunny. Mm-hmm. They had their own Daffy Duck character was replaced with Plucky Duck, who was a green duck. Um, they had the hamster. They had he didn't have the stutter that the old Looney Tunes hamster, not hamster, uh, pig. Oh, okay. Ha- his name was Hamster or something though. Possibly ham ham something. Yep. Anyway, the funniest thing they did, it's actually kind of cheating, is the best thing that Tiny Toons ever did is they made a straight-to-video movie called How I Spent My Summer Vacation. And I remember watching that a lot as a kid, and it was funny. Nice. I think I made you watch it once, but maybe not. I don't remember. Yeah. Because I have seen a lot of cartoons, so I don't know if it would have been the... Yeah. The show or the so movie? So maybe we'll watch that this week. Cool. That'll be fun. Just go back. <laughs> awesome. That's all of mine. Um, Do you have another one? I have one last one. Okay. It's House. House MD with Hugh Laurie. Of course. Um, again. Wait, not again. Uh, I started watching this at home. It came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would see like the odd episode and kind of follow along the story. And I kind of lost track of it when I went to university because I didn't have cable and didn't keep up with it. But then it came out on Netflix and I rewatched all the episodes start to finish. Twice. Did I watch them all twice? I think I just watched them once. Oh, okay. There's like eight, nine seasons of that show. I think you went back and watched a couple. Again. There are a couple of good ones. Yeah. Um, I appreciate um, it's... From the episodes where I understood the medical condition, it was accurate in what they were doing. They had good writers. They had good writers. Yeah, my sister-in-law, who is in the field, mm-hmm. is a fan of the show, too. So I'm assuming it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, so it was, just, it was really interesting to watch. Um, interesting how it evolved with the different characters. Um, and he just says some ridiculous stuff sometimes, and you can't help but laugh. Yeah, he's 
He's like uh, an anti-hero. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like the concept of it is he's so good at his job mm-hmm. that they need him, but nobody likes him, right? Pretty much. Because he's a big jerk. Yeah. And he yeah. had this big tragedy happen, and he doesn't really want to be alive because he has this horrible pain in his leg, and has yeah. to walk with a cane, and why did you leave me like this? And Yeah. Yeah. I saw a couple mm-hmm. with you, and the whole time I was like, this guy's such a dick. Why Why is anyone working with him? He's mm-hmm. such a jerk to everyone. You're like, because yeah, but that's his charm. Also brilliant. And solves everybody's diagnostic. He's so dreamy. I don't think he's dreamy. When did I ever say that? <laughs> I'm just teasing Thanks you. Thanks for putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Not at all. I actually have one more I want to bring up. Cool. Um, if you're done with House. I am. So this is going to be fun. Uh, I just remember this just before I hit record for the podcast, but uh, we were really into a show for a while, and then I know what you're it gonna say. had the most horrible finale ever that it made us hate the show. Yep. But we used to watch How I Met Your Mother. Oh, all the time. Every night. We loved it so much. That one we went through multiple times. That was a show where, despite it having a laugh track, I was like, this is actually kind of clever. And mm-hmm. uh, I like a lot of the people in the show. Like, mm-hmm. I like Jason Segal a lot and uh, Hannigan, mm-hmm. big fan of hers. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was funny. I didn't think he was the best character in the show, but uh, most people like him the most. But... Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how just a last season can destroy something. And this is a lot like when a band you really like suddenly mm-hmm. turns into like this really horrible band that all of a sudden you can't listen to any of their music anymore. It wasn't even the last season. It was literally the last few episodes. The last season was really slow, though. I don't know if you remember it. It yeah. had like nine it's episodes one event. of yeah. nothing happening. And then it's Except like, oh, here we go. Except you get to meet the mother. Yeah, the mother was awesome. And that too. was the best part of it. And then they rip her away. Yeah. Yeah, we're still we're still broken about that. But it's so funny because it's like whenever that show is ever mentioned, we're like, oh, that stupid show. I hate it so much. But it's like all we had to do is just not watch the last episode and we'd probably still be in love with it. Yeah, and still quote it and, and yeah. talk about it. It was it was a good show. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. But just devastating at the end. <laughs> I didn't realize there was so much emotion in a TV show's finale. It's one of those where it's like, we always ask each other, "Is it should we go back and watch it again?" Mm-hmm. And and it's always like too soon, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> it's like a battle scar that won't go away. The horribleness of that, yeah, finale. But it provided entertainment for for a while there. It did, mm-hmm. it did until we found Parks. Now yep. Parks is the one we just don't stop watching. Actually, we're on to the Office now. Yeah, Office has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't put it in my favorite. I mean, obviously, neither of us mentioned it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's but been it's entertaining. Yeah, I'm really curious about uh, looking up the British, oh, excuse me, version, because someone was telling me when I was explaining that I was watching The Office that it's like scene for scene ripping off the British version. Really? And I'm <laughs> like, wow, how is that possible? Because when you're watching it, it seems like stuff is ad libbed, like. Are they yeah. that good actors that they're actually just doing? Does Britain have a Steve Carell like equivalent? It's Gervais, Ricky and, Gervais, and he acts like that. That's what I'm curious about. That's <laughs> okay. why I would be really. I think it'd be really interesting to just look up a episode. Two different people, like that, completely different mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard. Um, 
the same guy was telling me, he was like, yeah, there's this new show that has Gervais in it. Um, he's doing Life's Too Short, and he had Carell on it. And there was this joke where he had uh, Carell's character playing himself. Okay. And Gervais plays himself. So it's kind of an auto-whatever mm-hmm. show. And he's like, yeah, I turned Carell's career. I made his career. And all he did was uh, basically rip me off. He's not an original comedian, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then the other guy's like, is, is Carell still on the phone? And he's like, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> so I guess it's a joke or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Gervais apparently is one of the major reasons why Carell is so popular. Okay. But yeah, it would be really interesting to see that would be. how similar it is. Because I know they Americanized it, but like... It can't have exactly the same characters. I can't imagine these characters being being played by other and have the yeah the exact same like storyline. It would be much? like seeing a Bizarro World version. It'd be so. I find <laughs> I find that really fascinating when I heard that. So yeah, that kind of discredits the show to me a little bit. Like if it is exactly the same and just being you know Americanized because mm-hmm. they do that. Like there's a Shark Tank to the Dragon's Den to mm-hmm. the whatever the European one is, and then the American Idols. It's like. That happens right. a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, I just can't imagine that would be so interesting with different people. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Curious. I think, uh, yeah, we're at 42 minutes already again. We're just, uh, we're just getting longer and longer. That's my list of TV shows I wanted to mention. Excellent. So we're going to wrap it up here. Sounds good. We would like to thank Field Processor for the beginning and outro music yep check them out at fieldprocessor.com and if you want to send us a question comment topics ideas um it's ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com and we also have a website um ordinaryday.ca exactly and i think i just got that set up to actually show all of our all of our episodes mm-hmm. automatically, which is cool. Yep. So just click a, bo- Spread click the a news. button to listen. Spread the news, let people know about it. Awesome. So I think that's about it. Well then, until next time. Take one more for the road. <laughs>